Welcome to the Stronger Than Your Boyfriend podcast. We're Heather and Katie helping you sift through the bullshit and toxic misinformation that permeates the fitness industry. And this is a Q&A podcast. So this is another one of those just kind of casual podcasts that we're going to release every once in a while um, with your questions um, that we are featuring. So some of these questions have been asked uh, mostly in our Stronger Than Your Boyfriend Facebook group. So if you're not in there, please join. Um, But we have three questions today that we're going to answer. And question number one is, how do you stick with your fitness routine when traveling? Yeah, this is a good one. And this is um, a fairly, well, a topic that's fairly recent for us just because we got done traveling for pretty much two weeks straight. Um, I think it was three. Was it? Yeah, it was a long time. Three. Um, So a long time. And obviously like three weeks for us, you know, fitness enthusiasts, we don't necessarily want to take that much time off um as far as strength training um you know just because we we like the way it makes us feel yada yada but if you're on uh, like a standard one week vacation first of all like don't worry about it and enjoy your trip first and foremost like one week is actually um there's research on that now showing that for every three uh three weeks you train if you take one week off you actually see um, more strength gains and muscle gains. So not saying that you, you have to do that, but like when a vacation pops up, you know, use that as your, your, your rest week or your recovery week. Um, you know, and if you're traveling for longer than a week, I would say like, you're probably going to find yourself like kind of itching to get back into working out. You know, you could just do some like quick body weight workouts, um, do some dumbbell workouts if the hotel is a gym. I know we, um, we sit in a fancy hotel, um, a couple nights on our trip and they had a they had a nice dumbbell set up and it was fun i wouldn't know you know i never you, showed up to the gym she went down there once she's lying no i didn't yes you did we, we both really? worked out together oh yeah, yeah. we did one okay day, yeah one day. No, one day we did um so again if it's like you know a, a little longer than a week like i would say do fun shit like it doesn't have to be structured for vacation um you don't have to try to modify your you know training program when you're in your regular routine just do fun shit fun you know moves that you want to practice or maybe i don't know some fun workout you know this could be the time where you find a fun instagram workout and oh, just yeah. do it <laughs> um so i really wouldn't um you know think too hard about this um you know i have clients all the time who i program with and just because they like to um stick to their routine when they're traveling or they have like work trips um you know they ask me to program for them and i'm more than happy to do that and i think that's you know obviously it's going to be your best bet when you're traveling just to have some sort of a structured kind of like kind of program um but again like if you know you're following a program and you know you're super worried about it just don't worry about it just have fun um, traveling and, you know, maybe do some things outside of the gym, like go for hikes or swim in the water if you're on a beach or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it doesn't need to be, you know, uh, make or break your, or it's not going to make or break your progress. Um, okay. Food wise, first of all, enjoy your, enjoy the food. Like, can you imagine going on a trip to Italy, which we will eventually take but going on a trip to italy and like (laughs) trying to make the pasta fit your macros (laughs) and like i don't know like not eating the food because you're that neurotic like no like i mean obviously it depends on where you're at and if you're staying in at, at a place you know like an airbnb where you can cook your food by all means like you know cook your normal meals but go out to eat once in a while on your trip and enjoy it like you know have that dessert have that pasta like it's not gonna make or break your progress just don't let it bleed into your routine when you get home um 
for you know for anything like longer than a week i would say just make it a point to hit your protein every day if anything this way you're not going to go completely off the off the rails and you'll at least maintain your muscle for the you know two-ish or three weeks or whatever the amount of time you're gone so um at that point you know make you know protein and produce i guess i would say the majority eating local yeah yeah local local foods are always more tastier too totally more tastier always tastier too (laughs) um so yeah just make protein and produce the uh you know majority of your diet if you're you know gone longer than a week and you know you can't go wrong and you can still enjoy some treats here and there anything you want to add heather um, no, not on the food side. I was going to say we do have a, um, I guess it's 12 week long, so yeah. that'd be a long time, but we do have a body weight program, um, that we yeah. have online and one of our friends just purchased it cause she's going on a trip and she's really liking yeah. it so far. So if you want to check that out, it's on train heroic. Well, Heather, I, before we move on to the next question, I want to ask you about alcohol just because I don't really drink. So how do you manage your, you know, alcohol? when you're when we're traveling well on my last trip i did not and therefore i ended up getting covid and not being able to fight it off or recover well yeah Uh, and i think that's the main reason why i drank every night something yeah for like what almost three weeks so um it's pretty intense um i would highly recommend not doing that um most trips you know i just have a good time uh, especially if it's with family um i try to make when i do enjoy alcohol um, in a social situation with friends, with family, in like a happy moment, et cetera. Um, and then I try to balance it with plenty of water and hydrating and things like that. So, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, like I enjoy a really good cocktail or a really good margarita, but I actually like cocktails that don't have a lot of crap in them. So, like, my margaritas don't have any of that, like, triple sec or simple syrup or anything. I like them just with like agave, tequila, lime. That's it. So, I mean, I try to make my drink simple if I am going to drink, um, just because I don't want that like disgusting hangover sugar crash going on if I can help it. Um, but yeah, that's really it. I'm not the best at this and I need to get better mm-hmm. at uh, making sure that I'm not, even if it's just like a drink or two a night, like every night, that is not good. So I try to balance that a little more. Yeah. And I just kind of want to reiterate, like, we didn't we didn't get COVID on our you know initial trip, but Heather got it from a work trip. So this was right after we had been traveling for you know three weeks. So you know traveling in general, like you're not you know with your normal routine. We weren't eating you know the best. We weren't cooking all of our meals like normal. And Heather, like she said, was drinking um, almost every night just because you know it was our wedding uh, reception trip. So we were having fun. We were just like fuck it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then she got COVID. And she brought it to me and. sorry (laughs) well i mean i didn't have as tough of a time as you and and i I really do think a part of that is the alcohol and your immune system being really um not as strong oh yeah i mean i hadn't been sick in years yeah literal years and i know a lot of people haven't because we've been staying inside and wearing masks and things like that um but ever since i had really cleaned up my diet quite a bit and um, just started being better with my nutrition and my sleep. I hadn't been sick in a long, long time. And so yeah. it hit me pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. That's why my nose is still kind of nasally, as you can hear. So, so sorry. hot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Super hot right Deep now. Sexy voice. Cool. All, All right. right. Moving on to the next one. So um, question number two that we got for this week is what are some tools to give your clients when they want to stop or they're being inconsistent with their training? Yeah. And this, this will go for trainers who have clients or coaches, um, or, you know, if you're just listening to this as a fitness enthusiast yourself, and this happens to you sometimes, um, number one rule, don't make perfect the enemy of good. Um, 
you know, if everything's not 100% dialed in, there are still things you can do that will still help you at least maintain your progress thus far. Um, or, you know, even slightly progress if it's if, if you, you know, program the right way and you're still eating well and, and managing your stress enough. Um, like there are different seasons in life. So you have to work with your client. Um, it, most importantly, you do not want to make them feel bad. Like, you know, that's if you're that type of person, I really don't feel like you're listening to this anyways. Um, you're not an asshole coach, um, so you're not going to do that. Um, but you want to come up with strategies for that individual person, hopefully, you know, at this point in your career with them, or I don't know, for lack of a better word, career with them, um, you'll kind of know their personality. So you know what, um, you know, what works for them, you know, maybe they travel a lot for work, and you need to help them, you know, with travel workouts, um, or a good like solid travel program um, that they could do, you know, in their hotels or in their uh, hotel room. Um, so like little things like that. Um, I know some people just in general, they're, they just kind of hit these walls or, you know, they're stuck in a rut and they're just like, well, I don't want to do anything. I lost all motivation. And with that, I say, well, let's not rely on motivation. Let's focus on finding things that can help keep you consistent. And sometimes like you're stripping down to like bare bones here. Like you're trying to just you know, baby, uh, maybe start with like step one, like you would for someone who's never worked out in their life. So I like to focus on adding things versus taking them away. So like, for example, they don't want to give up Netflix for a workout. And it's like, okay, well, while you watch Netflix, let's add in a set of goblet squats. So go grab your 20 pound dumbbell and hold that, you know, hold it, do some squats, um, do three sets while you watch your Netflix show. And boom, there you go. Or maybe add a five minute walk after every time you eat um, or something like that, like where you're not adding or you're not taking things away from them, which mentally is, well, it can be a huge mental mind fuck for people. Um, but this way they can try to make these things part of their routine versus I have to force myself to do this. And I find that especially the case when it comes to nutrition, if they're just like kind of off the rails with their nutrition, they have no you know motivation to eat well or eat nutritious foods. And then it's like, okay, let's add, why don't we just focus on adding in more protein? Let's just try that. Let's see if we can, you know, get more protein in your diet. And then from there, maybe, okay, let's add more produce. Let's add more vegetables, some fruits, stuff like that. So just, you know, it's it's all about baby steps. Like shit is not going to happen overnight. And the issue isn't going to be quote unquote corrected overnight. So you just have to work with the the person and make sure um, that you're checking in with the person who, you know, who's wanting to stop or they're, you know, being inconsistent, check in with them more often, because they're going to need a little bit more handholding at this time. Um, and, you know, maybe schedule a call more often than you than you normally do with with, you know, your regular clients. So yeah, any input on that? Heather? Um, no, I was going to talk about shortening workouts. Um, oh, yeah, that's a really good strategy. I've done with clients in the past. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to say like, so like, yeah, if you're a trainer, if you can shorten clients workouts, it may help quite a bit. Um, for mm -hmm. me personally, I, I just want to talk about how I relate to this because uh, when I was powerlifting for the better part of like seven years, um, I was training like two hours or more a day, super intense four maybe five days a week like it was just you know crazy and I was really into it at the time but it took a lot of energy like I couldn't do anything else really mm -hmm. and I'm at a point in my life where I'm not doing that anymore and but I have this association now because I was doing it for so long with like strength training as this like 
big thing that I have to do and it's like going to take forever and it's going to use all this mental energy and I'm going to be exhausted and sore and tired and all this. And so I have to, and I know better, right? Cause I'm a trainer. So I have to remind myself. So I have personally been doing short workouts every day, 30 minutes. And that has been working really well for me currently. I am recovering from COVID. So that's one reason, but also because I just feel like then I'm like, okay, I just did something, right? I did something. But if you, if I do it, almost every day, um, except for maybe like once or twice a week, um, then it's still, you know, I'm still getting a decent amount of volume. I'm still picking really good compound moves. Like I'm still working at a decent intensity. I'm just not killing myself every day. So those short workouts really help me because I'm like, okay, I just have to do it 30 minutes. I can do that. Yeah. You'd be surprised by how many times I just will, you know, pretty standard. We all know like three sets for, for a lot of movements, right? You'd be surprised by how many people will be like, oh my God, this is so much more doable for me when I literally just take one set off for each movement. Totally. They're like, oh my God, two more, two sets of each movement that made it so doable for me. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. So with that, you just have to get more, you have to get more creative when it comes to progressing because, you know, a lot of times uh, we progress with adding more volume, which is, you know, a decent way to progressively overload. But if that's not going to work for these people, well, then figure it out, like figure out other ways to to progress them. So, you know, you just have one less tool in your tool belt for that progressive overload. But, you know, it's obviously better than them not doing anything that they're still showing up because it's two sets. So, OK, cool. Question three. All right. Question number three that we got for this week is, should I incorporate cardio before or after my strength training workout? Um, So yeah, this one, it depends on your goals. If you want more endurance, then start with your cardio. If you want more muscle and strength gains, which we, you know, most people, yeah, yeah, most people do (laughs) um, start with your strength training. Um, It's not about, you know, what, what's going to make you leaner. That literally does not matter. Um, I honestly, I wouldn't even worry about doing cardio. I know we've gone over this plenty of times, but like, if you're just walking and, you know, movement throughout your day matters more, but if you are an endurance athlete, well, you're probably prioritizing your cardio and you don't want to like, you know, break it up into to multiple sessions for the day. So you want to combine them together. I would do your cardio first. If you know, you're prioritizing that adaptation over, you know, muscle and strength. Um, because you know, your body's going to be more fresh. So it's best to start with whatever goal you're prioritizing. Um, kind of just like if you're training to achieve like a skill, like a handstand or whatever, it's going to be a lot harder after you, if you do say that for the end of your session and you're fatigued and you're trying to kick up and hold in a handstand and your, your strength is just not there. So that's why, you know, start with the skills that you're trying to achieve. Um, start with the goal that you're trying to achieve. Um, yeah, I guess even better, just like I said, why don't you just focus on more movement throughout your day than pounding away on a cardio machine? If you're, you know, just like you're, if you're one of those people like the average gym goer and you're like, I got to do cardio and, you know, I got to do my five days a week lifting. Like, no, you don't. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't worry about it. But again, like people have different goals. So yeah, I guess whichever one that you prioritize, start with. There was a fitness influencer uh, recently who I'm just pulling this up really quick, um, who posted about a recent study that I haven't seen yet. But apparently there was a recent meta-analysis and it found rates of all cause mortality are 12 percent lower per 1000 steps per day. So it's all about how. Yeah. So walking like, you know, we're always preaching about how walking is the best form of cardio. But there's like recent studies that are showing it like both 
make you, you live longer. Do you think there are diminishing returns? Like if you're walking like a hundred thousand steps a day, <laughs> probably, <laughs> I don't know if you could sure. do that. <laughs> I don't even know if that's actually, is that physically possible? That's I don't know. Steps. I don't know. But yeah, I feel like you're what you won't have to worry about that with walking <laughs> diminishing <laughs> returns. Most people have, you know, jobs and lives. Um, so we're, you know, not going to be walking 16 hours a day straight. Um, cool. Know, that's my goal, you know, financial independence. And then I just have to get to walk all day. Oh, okay. Yeah. We could hike the, um, what is that trail that people go? The, is it Manitou? Oh, is that what you're talking about? Well, the that one, one too. That one's only like two miles. Uh, no, the one where people like trek for like months. Oh, uh, oh, oh, the Pacific. Oh, Pacific. Coast. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. That's not my goal. Yeah. I do not want to get eaten by a bear. I'm not about camping outside, <laughs> even though I live in Colorado. Um, okay. Anyways, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, if you have other questions, um, please drop them in our Facebook group. And if you're not in there, please join Stronger Than Your Boyfriend. I'll put that in the show notes. Um, you can also send us our, our questions um, at Bar Pass Fitness on Instagram or anything like that. You can also email us. You could. We'll check the email. You could, yeah, cool. you could email us. So yeah, um, stay tuned for more Q&As in the future. Cool. Peace out. <laughs>